Hello. Welcome to Genuine WrestleBot, boys. Jesus. The podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of um, bad podcast attendance. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Isai. That's it. That is that, it. That, that, that's it this week. Uh, Matt is seeing a virtual house. A deep in the internet. He's going to move into the internet. Yeah. Going to just live in Second Life now. And uh, Derek's in somewhere else that's also very snowy. Yeah, so um, it's the two-person power trip. It's like Triple H, Stone Cold, 2001, but nobody's blowing out their knee. No, hopefully not. Ah, jeez. Recording a podcast. Unless I get, like, a really cool, like, uh, video like they did for Triple H where he's there, like, doing his rehab. They're talking to Dr. James Andrews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a cool denim like vest to wear. You come back. Hell yeah! And your arms are too big to fit into a denim jacket. <laughs> I like I I like to imagine that that was a jacket, but then he put it on. And they're like, kinda, um, "Nope, never mind." Kind of just punched the sleeves off from the inside. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. I uh, just you know, my arms are too big. I wonder why they're too big, Hunter. <laughs> well. Anyways, we're a wrestling podcast on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. You can check out other shows on the network, like uh, Roasted Games, and I'm trying to do ones I never do. Chits and Chats, Full Metal Brewer Radio. Those are all shows that we don't ever mention. Are they still going, too? I I know some of them are. Hey, I hope so. I, I, I mean, we've been going for a long time. I mean... We'll be we'll be here before and after them, if that's mm. the case. True. The Grimace uh, Half Hour Power Hour. Oh yeah, uh, Storyport presents. That's another one that's still going. Um, is be the Be Kind Rewind still going? Uh, yeah, they still release stuff every once in a while. Oh yeah, they're they're not on a regular release schedule, but kind of seems like whenever he does an episode, he puts one out. What about Fun and Sobriety? Oh yeah, Dylan still does that every once in a while. It, that's another one that's like, when he does one, he does one. Hey, you know so, what? That That's that's cool. There's we're a lot st- of shows. And we're still going I'm, strong then. Yeah, currently working on a new one that, you know, more stuff will be coming out about at some point. Oh, there's a new one. There's, yeah, it's not, I'm I'm working on it. I'm not, it's not my podcast. But that's all the... Oh, it's all good for now. Are you going to be the Emilio Sparks of that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the field producer Jim appeared with the Mask Man show ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, anyways, there's wrestling this week, and you know, like for the next you know month and a half or so, we're on the road to WrestleMania. So it's all just big convoluted mess of that but we'll get into that i think that's why i never remember it it's just because there's so much that happens i'm just like wait a second what am i doing there's so much that happens but then so much that doesn't happen you know like edge still hasn't declared bianca still hasn't declared like got elimination chamber coming up yeah and that's like next week that's net that's eight days from today Mm. from when we're recording this and yeah really nothing's happened to wrestlemania i mean they like they don't even have a challenger for Roman for Elimination Chamber. 
because they set up a match for that. That's how yeah. like little nothing has happened with everything happening. Yeah. Um it's like whole it's like hold pattern, but at the same time, like tons of stuff is happening within the hold pattern. It's uh it's a weird time every year. Hell yeah. But, well, I mean we can get into it. We can, you know, start with Monday Night Raw. Let's start from Monday Night Raw's war. Um I barely remember this. Uh Shane came back for thirteen seconds. Um Oh my god. Yeah, why not to announce that there was an announcement. He didn't even do the announcement. Why was he there? I have no idea. I know he did help produce for the Rumble, like the actual Rumble match itself. Uh, for the men's side. Yeah. But, but like, I wonder if he just goes because he's bored. He might, maybe. I mean, it's just just the way they used him was so strange because he does like, I don't know, it historically pops ratings, you know. His comeback in 2016 was a huge deal. Like one of the better comebacks ever with a not great payoff, but. The lockbox? Um, the, yeah, the, yeah, the lockbox full of secrets. What <laughs> was in the goddamn lockbox? Lockbox. It's the answer to who <laughs> pied Kevin. It's a picture of who, who somebody pieing Kevin, and he had to put mm-hmm. it in the lockbox. It's the darkest McMahon family secret, which is actually kind of a refreshing thing, because you'd assume it's something so much worse. Yeah, well, those aren't secrets. Fair. Uh, it's the, yeah, it's the, like... Darkest thing still left because everything's gotten uncovered. That's <laughs> not true. You know, there's some stuff. Vince probably like just like left somebody in the desert once. Mm-hmm. Nails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I'm literally looking at everything that happened, and it's just like Keith Lee and Riddle had, had uh, a match that was good. Mm-hmm. And that set up that we're getting triple threat for the U.S. title. But they made them both look like geeks because it's like they go and have a match, and then Bobby just beats them both up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else did we get? We got uh, Edge cutting a promo, and I mean, giving Miz cry face. Oh yes. Like I know Miz doesn't actually care, you know. Like Mike Mizanin is uh I think probably feels pretty solid about his career and where he's at. Like Yeah. <laughs> um but it he's does fun. show like the like that he can be really good. <laughs> <laughs> that he looked like he was actually crying. And like <laughs> also um Edge's promo is just really Edge like it, it's just a glaring fact right now. Like He's just way better at promos than everybody else, and it's because they let him go out there and be Edge. Yeah, like he doesn't have to go and play this weird, goofy character like other people have to. Yeah, exactly. Like he he knows who Edge is better than anyone, and they trust him to go do that. They need to they need to do that with other people because you can see that with people like Brian. And with like Kevin, they kind of let them go and be themselves. And they and Roman, I mean, doing the the Heyman influencing, but you know he has a lot of input. They all seem a different way. Mm-hmm. And then there's the weirdness of like 
everybody else talking the same, same cadence, weird words. Well, we want to talk about weird words. There is actually one pretty big highlight of Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. I am actually very (laughs) sad that Derek and Matt are not here to talk about because this is so up both of their alleys. Uh, So, Lana defeated Nia Jackson in a tables match. Got her comeuppance for all those, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of love. Nine weeks, they said, of of going through tables. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not the most important thing that really happened in this match. Um, Nia missed a leg drop on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, and shouted, my hole. So this match was just so funny. Like this was like ridiculous because I watched like this match. I, I remember so vividly because it was so funny because like <laughs> not, a lot is just getting beat up, but everything's so over the top. And Nia like is just like yelling during the match, mm-hmm. and, and like it's so over the top. I'm like, this is the first time I've ever really enjoyed Nia. And yeah, it's, and it's because it's over the top that I think she was kind of trying to make it a joke. And then it just kind of backfired because it really just hit. Mm-hmm. Like she just yelled, shut up, trend to Naomi. Yeah. Just loud as fucking day. And then like Lana's crying, begging, please no. She gets her in like that weird thing and just like swings her into the turnbuckle. And then she screams, my butt, my hole. Which has already produced like some of the better remixes for a wrestling thing we've gotten in a while. Oh, uh, we've seen the uh, My Balls, My Vag, My Hole remix. <laughs> I've seen uh, that one, and it's great. Who's who's the wrestler who yells My Vag? That's Shelly Martinez. Okay. Is that an impact? Because it looks like impact and feels yes. like impact. That's one of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, Rebel versus Shelly Martinez. Uh, Rebel from Rebel or Reba not Re- Rebel not Reba fame. Um, it is so bad and it's so funny. Yeah, I love Holy Ray matches. yelling my balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that became a thing. Uh, a bidet company, Tushy, reached out to her. Um, it really popped off and I don't think they meant it to. Obviously, I think Nia was just uh, being either super salty or just trying to kind of make something bad funny, at least. Yeah. I hope it's that one. Because, like, if this... I don't like Nia getting, you know, like, good, like, momentum out of bad, like, things that she should not be proud of. Because that's kind of become her, like... M.O. M.O. Yeah, like, her... Like, outside of kayfabe gimmick, like, her shoot gimmick is fuck up and have it go viral. Yeah, and get a push. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, that happened. Um, if you have not seen it, I cannot recommend enough. Just just go to Naomi's Twitter and scroll, <laughs> hit, hit that media tab and just see everything she's posted, because that's basically been it for the last week. Um, every remix that happens and it's funny that like they edited out of like the YouTube one, but then like on SmackDown, they bring it up and Mm. and then like, they're bringing it up like on their like socials. So 
if it was her being salty, this just backfired completely, even though mm. she will get a push. Like, this is going to turn into uh, Natalia territory, where she was a farter, even though she didn't do anything to fart. This mm-hmm. is just, this is going to happen. She's going to be the the whole shebang. Right? Oh, my God. Uh, so, Abyss is a producer there. She should really start doing the Black Hole Slam. Oh, my God. The Black Hole. <laughs> the My Hole Slam. Oh, she's going to start doing the Bonsai Drop. I w- has X-Pac commented on this or not yet? Um, let, Let's move forward, but um, I'm going to take a look at old Sean Waltzman. Um, also, also still has the worst podcast name in the world. Uh, it's X-Pac12360, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very bad. Dude did a lot of drugs. He did do a lot of drugs. That's a very cute dog. That is also true. Um, um, I don't see any. He did just have surgery. He's been busy. Yeah, he's fixing up his leg. I wonder if he can yeah. get one more match. One. That'd, that'd be more cool. Match. Um. So there's more Lacey and Charlotte stuff, which we don't need to talk about, except. So, like, the implication is is that you know Lacey is is fucking Ric Flair, like that, or that's like kind of what it's felt like this whole time. And then this week they were like going super hard into the Lacey is Charlotte 2.0 thing. Oh no. So that's weird and gross. Um, they had a match where if Lacey won, she got a title match against Asuka and Charlotte for some reason still like ended up DQing herself to like, Attack Lacey, which then gives Lacey a title shot. It's just like, it feels like six people are writing this without seeing what the other people are doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's super strange. It I don't I don't know. I just I guess I just don't get it because I know it's supposed to be a, it's Ric Flair, and like this this girl's kind of supposed to be taking advantage of him, but then the whole like. Leaning into the, like, oh, it's like the second coming of Charlotte thing is so gross. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it's Lacey. Who does he think he is? Uh, Marty Jannetty? Oh, this is a Vince story. God damn, of course. This is as close to incest as Vince mm-hmm. is going to get, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Surrogate incest. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. They're, it's all coming together now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Bad Bunny's still around, and that's cool, like, it seems like he's, like, in for this, and they're using, using him with Damian Priest is cool, like. Love it. Especially, like, Bad Bunny sold, like, $500,000 of merch in that little time his limited edition run with WWE was there, and so they're like, yep, this is it, Bad Bunny loves wrestling, uh, huge in, like, and like a lot of different communities, and like the like uh, Latinx community, people love Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Getting Damian Priest, who's Puerto Rican, in with that, and like being like, "Hey, he's cool, and he is cool, and he has like that cool mm-hmm. factor. He has charisma. He's good in the ring now. Like, he took that back bump from Finn, and then I think it just fixed everything. 
Yeah, just like snap something. Yeah, and so like getting the push and seems like it's leading up to a Mania match where it's like going to be a tag match with Priest and Bad Bunny versus Miz and Morrison. Like, great. Like, it's It can do wonders for Damian Priest, and that's uh, that's big. I mean, they could they need a big star. He's cool. Mm-hmm. He's tall. So, <laughs> come on, yeah, Vince. Exactly. Yeah, it's wild. Like, he already feels more, in, like, in the right place on the main roster than, like, he was cool in NXT, but it's always kind of, like, you know, it took him a while to find that ground, that like yeah. footing, and like, it he would not have been the person I predicted to be like immediately feels right on the main roster. Yeah, but. like everything kind of is hitting. Like um, Keith Lee, like stumbled out of the gate, mm-hmm. and even though it's Keith Lee, but you know they stumbled. Like the they had the gear change, the weird music. Yeah, Just everything like, was wrong. Yeah, he's more like how they did Bianca. Like, they did Bianca right mm-hmm. when she came up. And, he, yeah, he feels similar. I'm, um, I'm I'm stoked for it. And Bad Bunny is like a Pat McAfee type where they love wrestling or Stephen Amell where, like, they actually enjoy wrestling. Fuck yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not I mean, Jeremy Piven. I assume he is. I mean, like, he has a song called Booker T where he had Booker T in the video in <laughs> G.I. Bro gimmick, you know? like He knows. <laughs> He knows. And, like, just the way he is and interacts and everything, it seems like he just gets it immediately. Like, he gets into, like, he walks out there and it's like, red lights on, we're doing this, I'm in this this world. Not, like, mm. embarrassed to be like, oh, I'm on the wrestling show, or, like, over the top. Mm. It's like, no, like, it's w- right when in. He, that, like, a couple weeks ago, or maybe even last week, when he, like, showed up in his Bugatti and got out and stuff, like, he, you could just tell, like, he, he got... Like, he understood the direction that he was doing and stuff like that. Like, just even from that. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, only other things from uh, Raw, we kind of ended up going over all of it, but it's not, none of it was that, you know, consequential. But uh, New Day defeated Retribution. Oh, yeah. And, then Woods kept calling out Reckoning. Hmm. And Mustafa Ali was on commentary. And he's, like... He's great. It just seemed like there wasn't any direction to what he was supposed to be out there doing. So he's just kind of repeating what he do- what he says. Just yelling into the void. Hmm. Um. Then AJ beat Jeff Hardy. Jeff Harvey. Which. Fine. <laughs> oh, and Naomi beat Shayna Baszler with a small package. Which. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I want Naomi to get pushed to the moon. Uh, I don't love her beating Shayna with an amateur wrestling move. Yeah, that's weird. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, good for Naomi. No, that's a big win. I'm glad she's back and I hope she doesn't disappear. Yeah, exactly. Because she's just really good and like she, it feels like she gets momentum and then... They like, I feel like because the Usos change shows a lot too, so she changes with them. She like changes shows every shakeup. And then never finds footing again. Ooh, the the other who's out. Uh, Jay's doing well. Jimmy's gonna have a rough time, I think, coming back. Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, Jay doing so well as a singles, and then like it, it's just gonna be rough. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what spot. Like he's gonna be goon number two. 
Like, that's, like, the best he can hope for. Because if he decides to not join Roman, then he's going to be super lost out there on his own as a singles. Yeah, as I say, as a singles, like, it's like, here's Jimmy. He's slightly bigger than his brother. (laughs) I'd never noticed that, and I think you're the one that pointed it out once. I'm like, wait Mm -hmm. a second. Jimmy has the bigger name, and he's slightly bigger. Yeah. Oh, and that that's raw. Um SmackDown also happened. Also, you know, like every week, it's better than Raw, but it's also in the same state where it's like they're moving some stuff forward into Elimination Chamber, but um that's like still feels like holding pattern because all of this is a sort of WrestleMania. Yeah, it's 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 like when a football team will do this crazy convoluted trick play and they just get like two yards. Mm-hmm. It's like great you you did like the double reverse on there and you got two yards good for you. Um, but I so, do love um, a lot of what they're doing and what they're setting up. It just it's going to take a minute to get there. Yeah, I mean you got you know elimination chamber is always fun. Like even if like last couple of years we've kind of gotten some badly booked ones. Yeah, last year especially we had two badly booked ones. I un- I understand like last year what they did with uh Shayna, but like her just standing there <laughs> was really weird. Mm-hmm. Like at that uh, point, just open up the fucking pots. Yeah, very strange. Um, let's see what did, what did we have on SmackDown? We had uh Paulie and Roman come out to make their announcement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Adam yeah. Pierce does the chamber thing and automatically says that Jay and Kevin Owens are in it. The winner of that chamber match gets to um, fight Roman for the title. Immediately. Yeah, like that night. So, Because, yeah, Paul pointed out that Roman's contract says he needs to defend the title at Elimination Chamber, not in Elimination Chamber. I do love the little weird stuff (laughs) with Paul, Paul E. and Adam Pierce and Roman. Mm. Because it's different than the standard, like heel authority figure. It's mm. like a a fairly neutral to babyface authority figure, um, against a heel top guy with the like, Heyman. Everybody yeah. just knows Heyman's history. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, as an authority figure, basically Adam Pierce is like a tweener in what he does. Like, he does heel things to Roman, but he's doing it to a heel. So. Yeah. They become babyface things like changing contract stipulations and things like that. Like that's all heel authority figure stuff, but he's doing it to a heel. Yeah, and I still want to know who heard him talk. Like yeah, who, like who like saw like one of his promos and was like, yep, "You're on TV all yeah. the time now." Yeah, or if it was like him running through a promo with someone backstage or something, and someone's like, "Oh, he can actually talk." Like, I could see that too. Like either that or Bruce Pritchard just like knew him from like random like conventions and indie shows. Highly possible. And Pritchard is there's issues with Pritchard, obviously. A lot of a lot of them. But when he gets stuff right, he's very good. Like he's just too much of a yes man. Uh, and he's so full of fucking shit. Exactly. But it's wrestling, who isn't? Yeah, it's fair. That is fucking fair. 
Tony Khan isn't. Sorry. Uh, Tony, it's like, well, Tony Khan is a billionaire, so there's two <laughs> things. Go- he's, he's a billionaire who's in wrestling. So he has two things going against him for being full <laughs> of shit. Um, next, we got uh, King Corbin and Sami Zayn versus Ray and Dominic. Oh, one other thing about Paul, I, I really enjoyed him saying, are you really going to fire Roman right before WrestleMania? He, w- he missed WrestleMania last year, and it was the worst attended one ever. <laughs> That was good. That was very good. Um, yeah, uh, so Dominic almost killed himself on a suicide dive. Yes, he did. Uh, doing Had that, like, Phoenix-level speed on that and ended up hitting his head on the uh, announce table. I'm going to say, there's probably every fucking veteran wrestler is there, slow down, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you know my last name? <laughs> it's like, I can't. I can't until my knee blows out. I can't wait till that put, happens. Put on 60 pounds of muscle to be world heavyweight t- champion. He got real big then. He got really big. There's also he a reason was, why his name came up in like the, like the, the steroid reports. Mm-hmm. And probably why he kept having knee issues. Him Batista. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Zane ended up pinning Dom, so that put Baron and uh, Sammy in the elimination chamber. That was like the stipulation. Gotta have your heels. And we gotta keep building towards the Dom-Ray breakup that hopefully happens at Mania. God, I hope so. Either that or they win the tag titles. One of the two. Mm. Yeah. Win the tag titles this year, split next year. That's the worst. Or I split at SummerSlam. Something like that. Both sound good to me. Um, let's see. We got a really awesome Apollo and Big E like promo off. Oh yeah, that was really good. And then um, it was Shinsuke kind of now he's getting thrown in that IC mix again, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And so you get Apollo like really effectively turning heel. Um. Because apparently doesn't want Big E to come in and eat his food and fuck his wife. And he's uh, not Mike Canellis. <laughs> he is not Mike Canellis. Um and so yeah, that sets up like a nice little three way kind of feud for that. Mm, which that's is cool. a really like yeah. Um that's a really like fun mix of styles too. Like all three of them are very different, like very athletic in different ways. And and it's a cool way to like try to raise Apollo's name value again because Shinsuke, even though he was in a tag team and was just kind of sleeping through a big majority of his kill run, um, when you heat him up, which they kind of have, automatically he's a certain level. Like he's mm-hmm. getting to that next level. And Apollo had that U.S. title run but then was out for a while, so I feel this is them kind of Trying to push him back up to there again, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Even though it took for fucking ever. He got yeah. called up at breaking ground. Jesus. Yeah. It's like a million years ago now. That that show was old when I started watching wrestling again. Yeah. Um, that had uh, Cal Bishop getting fired and... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now known as Cal Jack. He was, he's in Bloodsport today. Oh, yeah. That's going to be happening. Mm. 
Um, so Daniel Bryan is on the writing staff now, right? Yes. Like, confirmed. It definitely feels like he's writing the IC scene, like right. That I'm pretty sure, like they've basically given him control of it because it just feels like him. It does. Like, the people that's in it, the way it's booked, like it just feels like Brian has control, like say over that that whole division. And it seems like he has say like over what he's doing, and then also like since that, it's like. All of a sudden, now it's like, oh, him and Cesaro are teaming up, and Cesaro turns babyface, mm. you know, which is awesome. And like, they are pushing so hard on commentary. Like, oh, is this Cesaro's big run? Is he putting it all together? Everything seems like it's aligning for him as far as just like character wise and his work. And so I think that's kind of cool that they're playing into like everybody's like said that he's been one of the best, and now he's like putting it all together. So it's like yeah. they're even trying to elevate him, which makes sense because I think they realize since Kevin's challenged for the title for the last three years or whatever. It's like, we need more baby faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it would be really cool is, it's just like a dream match scenario, but if Apollo managed to get that, that IC title, and then we got Cesaro versus Apollo and just the most athletic match ever at WrestleMania. Now, I don't really want Biggie cool. to drop the title unless they have bigger things to plan for plan for him, but I want to see a match between those two. Yeah, no, so do I. That'd be great. Oh, because then Apollo could do a lot of his high-flying stuff because Cesaro's like the best base they have. Mm-hmm. And, like, though maybe the only person on the roster that could catch Apollo out of midair is Cesaro. <laughs> That's a lot of muscle flying at you. Yeah. Um, Seth is back. And so is his old music. That's still cool. heal. Uh, I like so. at least the old music back because they probably realized that other songs. Like I understood it for the gimmick, but like it mm-hmm. also sucked. It's also Bailey's song. They're exactly <laughs> this. They use the exact same synth pad uh-huh. to start. That's funny. Um, yeah, so everyone was out there except basically Roman listening to him talk, and then as he fell back into his old bullshit, everyone just kind of left except for Cesaro. And then he left. <laughs> Mm. And so then Seth put uh, took out his knee. I'm going to turn you into Ray, he said. <laughs> um, we saw Liv Morgan die. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was, it was a fun little match like wasn't much of anything, but you know, Liv is getting like really good. So that that's cool to see. We're work with Bailey, and they are moving forward. Looks like with Billy Kay probably teaming with Bailey as far as like she's gonna be her geek, which is mm. fun. Yeah, it because is fun. Billy Kay needs to stay out of the ring, but her character is I think hilarious. She needs to stay on TV and out of the ring, except like yeah. in spots where they're like emphasizing her character work in the ring. You know, show her like go in there and be a bumbling idiot, like basically like she was in the Rumble. Jenna <laughs> was telling me about there's a tree branch outside that's like about to fall because all the snow. She's like, I just don't want it to fall on the dog. Just make sure Abby goes to the right. That's going to be all in the podcast. Oh, fun. Um, we lost power this morning for a little bit from the snow. It was only a little bit, but I was like worried for a minute. Oh, no. Like, oh, yeah, because yeah. Anya works from home. 
Yeah, Anya works from home. They have an office that they could go to um, that's still available to them. But she also doesn't have, her car is out of commission right now. So I was like, oh, no, like we might have had to cancel yeah. this week's podcast. But it, then power turned back on. That's wild looking. You showed me a picture of it. But it would have just been me ranting for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also, I was trying to watch the main event of AEW and like had internet errors a couple times in a row trying to watch it. And then I finally, like I was getting through the entrances and then the power went off. <laughs> and so then like when it came back on, I had to like find my spot again. Like, oh, I hate that with the watch wrestling ones because it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. That was a good main event, but um, back to SmackDown. The SmackDown main event was the Dirty Dogs, the Capital Stormers versus uh, Brian and Cesaro, mm. Big Tony. Um, I I did I loved the interaction with Sonya Deville asking the Dirty Dogs if they would like share a pod oh, yeah. in the Elimination Chamber because they were wanting to be in the Elimination Chamber. Um, it also just really shows what a joke that every tag team division is like in Vince's eyes right now. Oh, it's like in WWE in general, like this thrown together tag team. Yes, it's Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, but they're still like a thrown together tag team beating your tag champs. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like when Drew, like on the road to uh, WrestleMania last year, this feels like forever ago. But stacked pinned uh, Gallows and Anderson, and mm-hmm. like they were just tag champs and won like the best tag team in the world thing, and yeah, and they're just fucking stack pinned. <laughs> I feel like Roman yeah. also did that to them once. I would not be surprised. <laughs> Everybody just stack pinned in the Good Brothers. See, I would love to see that now with Roman, but at that time, Roman was a babyface. Um, yeah, so the Brian and Cesaro won and then you know, everyone came out and Kevin stunned everyone. <laughs> Stone Cold Kevin uh Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah, you were there last week, but I had the realization that like right now Kevin Owens is basically mankind and Stone Cold rolled together. <laughs> and you love to see it. You just hope there's a good payoff to all this, you know. Uh, hopefully he goes through, like, Edge spears him through a flaming table or something. That'd be sick. I mean, I do want to see that match. Uh, Kevin's going to do something stupid at Mania, so. He's there. I, I pitched this last week, and with my track record of pitching things last week coming true, I hope that this is also true. But, like, one stipulation match Roman and Kevin haven't had is Falls Count Anywhere, and there's a pirate ship in at the... Now Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania. And, and he wants to jump off it. He wanted to jump you know off it last year. So that would be, that's the match, you know, if they keep this going, balls count anywhere inside WrestleMania in a stadium. And a, like, not to capacity stadium, especially where you can really, like, do some weird stuff. Not have to worry about crowd. I'm really interested to see as far as what they're going to do, like, for crowd. There is going to be people there. But also, like, they saw the Super Bowl with all the cutouts, mm. and it made sense. But they have to fill up more space on the field. Yeah. The Super Bowl had the, 
like it was easier for them because like they play on the entire field and like well the staff and everything is and they just use the stands. Yeah. This is gonna be a little different. Yeah, I'm very curious to see like what they do with the set and stuff. Like I'm gonna assume that the set is gonna be like closer. Like they're probably gonna like cut off part of the stadium using the set to like eliminate part of it. Either that, or they're just gonna fucking Florida it up. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> Very true. We'll see. I I don't think they want that kind of big backlash because that could look really bad. Because Linda McMahon still like has like political aspirations for whatever mm. fucking reason. And she's never she never won an election. And she and she also has the charisma of like a fucking piece of wood. Mm. Like, I don't even know why anybody would like her or vote for her. Literally the best, you know, most charismatic she ever was in WWE is when she was catatonic. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. She also took an awful stunner bump. Oh, yeah. But when she hit Vince in the balls, that was a huge pop. That was. Didn't Trish bring her down? Yeah. Yeah. Hell, yeah. That fucking match with Shane is... uh. Way better than it should have ever been. That's seventeen. Yeah, that's that that match was fucking violent. Mm. Also, the like this is just going way off topic. The one with Hogan wasn't that nineteen. That was nineteen. Yeah, that one also was way better than it had any right to be. And Vince, mm. it just shows that Vince is just uh, like especially at that time he was such a character. He was so mm. good. He knew exactly who he was, and he was never afraid to just go out and just fucking do dumb shit, bleed Vince, everywhere. Yeah, Vince bump took a table bump off a ladder at nineteen. Yeah, like through the announce table. The owner That's... of the company, like that went public like a year and a half before, <laughs> bleeding like a stuck pig on pay per view and jumping off a ladder going through a table. The fucking the, the I love the fucking picture of him when he's coming up from the ring and it's just him smiling, blood everywhere. Mm. It's the best. All right, you want to do AEW next since NXT will have something to preview? Yeah. All right. So I watched yeah part like half of the second half of the show basically. Um, so I, I did not see. Yeah, yeah, I'd say a quarter to a third of the show because the main event was a whole lot. It was so, a whole lot. A lot happened there. Mm-hmm. It was just very long, but not yeah, in a bad so, way. Yeah, I didn't. So I did not see Darby versus Nella. They've had more violent matches before, but as far as TV stuff, fine. Yeah, good. Nice. Um, let's see, Cody and Lee Johnson versus uh, Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Oh, cool for. Benoni popping back up. Yeah, f- uh, former uh, NXT guy. Mm-hmm. Like, Future breakout star, actually. He won that award one year because Brazili- Brazil got behind him in the voting. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I remember always thinking they were going to do something with him because, like, he had a song with, with, like, vocals. And, like, usually, yeah. like, you didn't get vocals to your generic song until, like, you're like, all right, it's time to go. Well, yeah. He fucking broke that rule. I wonder if it was for someone else that they ended up not using it and they just like needed a song for him and it was there in the trash bin. You know what? That probably is it. 
Cesar no. Bononi. He's Jack, but he's not good. I barely remember him. He uh, apparently, um, I'm just trying to look him up. He was signed for five years. Jeez. Holy shit. Um, his name when he started in Brazil was V8 Big Block. That's rad. That's a fucking name. That he was signed for five years. And he like he was named the future star in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Still like when five. NXT didn't have enough of a like viewership or something like uh like his Brazilian fans getting behind him and winning him that award could happen. Jesus, like Tag Team of the Year was Sanity that year. Male competitor of the year was Alistair Black. Female competitor and overall competitor was Asuka, so it was Nat Time. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Rivalry of the year was Alistair Black versus Dream. This is when the Undisputed Era was still just Cole Fish and O'Reilly. Wow. One of the rivalries of the year was Ono versus Atami. That was a, that was a, oh man, I forgot about that. That was so good. One of the, uh, the future, this is the future stars of NXT, like award, like nominees. This is just how long ago this was. Benoni, who won, Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, Jaina Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Fabian Eichner, Leo Rush, Bianca Belair, and Lacey Evans were the nominees for that. Wow. And Benoni won. Benoni won. Not like Tucker. literally, literally everyone on that list is like so far ahead of where he's at. Yeah, even Leo Rush, who's not even with the company anymore. No, he he just won. He just unified a the AAA middleweight title with the MLW cruiserweight title. Yeah, and like he's doing stuff like with New Japan and like on New Japan Strong, and probably going to be a big deal. Like once borders open up, and he can go over there and be a part of the. Junior's junior heavyweight division, so mm. wow, fucking Cesar, fucking won that. Shayna Baszler's on that list. Yeah, Kyrie Sane had a whole career and then already that's like retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Profits are the longest reigning Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, yeah, like in history now. And fucking Bianca Belair just won the uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, yeah. And also, uh, Tucker is still somewhere. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. Um, let's see, what next? We got Pac versus Ryan Nemeth. Oh, yeah, Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth. So I watched this Dark match, like from AEW Dark, because that's actually a really fun show, because I skip around, but Excalibur Mm -hmm. and Taz are fantastic together because mm. it's like they just are having fun and then like Ricky Starks is on commentary for most of it too and he's also real fun on commentary if if you just like watching just some job matches which sometimes I do I grew up in the 90s as far as watching like new generation era of WWF like superstars you love a job match mm. uh, check it out but that's kind of what this was and uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother lost That's not surprising. There you go. Yeah. I wouldn't go um, out of my way to watch it if I Yeah. 
Um, got the acclaimed versus uh, MJF and Jericho, and I'm assuming that this is what led to the very first thing I saw was Sammy quitting um, the inner circle. Apparently, so I'm assuming that this is all what led to that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Sammy quit, and then I don't, I didn't watch any of that. I don't care about any of the Jericho MJF inner yeah. circle stuff. It just bores me to death. I'm bored to tears with that, so. Mm -hmm. Like, it'd be one thing if it was bad writing and, like, bad segments and then led to good wrestling. But, like, the inner circle is, like, mainly featuring right now the two worst wrestlers in the stable. Yeah. Because Jericho, I don't know if Jericho's worse than Hager at this point. Probably not, but he's right, he's as boring to watch, and MJF is bad. Like, this stable has Santana and Ortiz in it. Uh, and then Santana and Ortiz are going to be, will they fight the Young Bucks this next week? Yeah. They're going to lose that. It's going to be oh. sad. Did you see um, Ortiz's uh, action figure and what it has in it? No. It just came out. Uh, it has him holding a chancla as a weapon. <laughs> okay, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, I and he was he was very excited about it. It was really good. Um, then yeah, stuff I've actually seen now starting. Uh, Layla Hirsch, legit Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa, for the women's world championship eliminator tournament. Man, so they uh, they announced that the entire uh, Japanese side is just going to be on YouTube, and a lot of people are real mad about that. And like, I get it being mad about it, but also, what the fuck did anybody expect? Yeah, exactly. Like. We, I think we literally joked last week on the episode about it being on Facebook Watch. <laughs> this mix match challenge. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean that sucks. Like, I, I understand there's probably like some rights things. Like, if you want to put it on YouTube, like, oh yeah, and having it on TV, you know, like there's probably some some rights things. But like, work it out. Like, the way to do it is like have some of it on YouTube, some of it on show and like just cut away from the live action to show those matches over in Japan. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't know. I guess to me, it's like, who's going to fucking care about any of these people over in Japan when like you don't care about it, you know, like when mm -hmm. the company doesn't and like, even like this match, like it just seemed like the stuff through, like they're doing it just to like do it, like just to go through the motion. It's like if they if they, it was their call, they wouldn't have a woman segment. That's yeah. what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, like it sucks, and it sucks because like this was a really good match. Like I like Layla Hirsch a lot. Needs to mm -hmm. join Team Taz. Yeah, she reminds me like of Kurt Angle a lot, like that amateur style, and also she does that, those moon salts. Yeah, <laughs> she missed two of in this match, so it's like Angle almost always missed. Yeah. They seemed like they were trying to get a feel for each other because I don't think they really wrestled much. And so at first it just seemed like a little like, they're like, okay, like slow, like a little bit. But then, yeah, good. Thunder Rose is good. Mm -hmm. Layla Hirsch is good. I, yeah, I, she, I want more from everything they're doing with their women's division. Yeah. Layla also has the unfortunate thing of working, being a very, very small woman working in a 20 foot ring, and it doesn't seem like she is a natural runner. He's like incredibly athletic, but whenever she was like running around <laughs> the ring, it, like you could just see it, and that's like 
not on her really. That's just like comes from experience. Like she's only been wrestling like she debuted in twenty seventeen, you know. Yeah, it's like um Dakota Kai <laughs> she got signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like seemed like her steps were just always off, but yeah. now she's gotten it. So Yeah, and it's like when you watch Dark too, you see that with like a lot of the indie people, like not just women, just anybody on the indies in general. I mean, you see them like back it up and like, oh no, there's not a rope here yet. Like this isn't a yeah. sixteen by sixteen or one of those progress like closet rings. Mm, or the um ICW like ten by ten. Yeah. Isn't one of those. Yeah. Like it's almost like I remember like in elementary school, like playing basketball and then like playing on those like elementary school sized like courts and then stepping up to an actual full-size court for the first time oh no <laughs> yeah um then we got our main event it's kenta beautiful lavender haired kenta and Ken- and kenny omega versus john moxley and lance archer in a false count anywhere anything goes match uh it was really fun yeah um i i enjoy how awful Kenny is right now, like as a human being, he's yeah. just the worst person imaginable. Like his, his like whole ring introduction, just like, I hate this guy. Yeah. Like has been like, they just went through all of his accolades. Like it's been this many days since he lost a singles match and this and this and this. And it just like took like 30 seconds just to get through that. And it was awful, but I loved it. Versus, like, Kento had just come out and just, like, did straight out to the ring. Like, I was, you know, no bullshit. I was real worried that, like, hopefully uh, Kento doesn't get hurt. It's just, like, his history in Florida, not good. Mm-hmm. But they weren't in a parking lot, so. That's true. I just don't, I don't want to, I feel so bad just because, like, his, his NXT run was just so lackluster. And it was just because he got injured every time they were heating him up. Like, mm-hmm. he had to go and tear his shoulder. Yeah, he was the one that they were more excited about than Finn. Like, they had cause... Hogan, fucking Hot Dog Terry, in Japan, and Jimmy Hart. They flew them over to Japan to do his contract signing. I did that in air quotes. In the ring during a live event. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how big this was. It's like, they brought in Hot Dog Terry. Yeah. And... Then- what the hell? It didn't work out. It sucks because it's like by the time like they just like threw him on two hundred five live, it was pretty much like, dude, we just got to do something. Like, yeah, we're, we're done. Like it, and it sucked on both sides. And you could tell like he was lost. They were lost after all of it. This whole respect me thing that he would just yell when he would turn heel. Well, like I get it. It's just like you can tell like they were just like go do whatever. We don't care. Like yeah, we all know where this is ending up. It did, it, but like, fortunately for him, like he has found himself again. Like yeah. even when he first came back to New Japan, it was a little like I think it took a little bit. It did for him. And, like his matches didn't feel like Kenta matches, and they're just they're not the kind of matches of old. They never will be. He's been hurt. He's older, but they shouldn't have. He's found what Kenta is now, and it's great. Yeah, he just lost himself, and I think it's you can't blame WWE because they were trying to push him. I think those injuries just really. And, like, every single wrestler talks about this. Like, he lost his confidence. Like, fucking Ric Flair talked about it. Like, when he came back to WWE, he's like, he lost his confidence. And, like, Triple H had to talk to him. Apparently, Triple H just needed to talk to Kenta because 
Like Triple H is also the one who talked to Taker about losing his confidence. Mm-hmm. Triple H, what are you doing, man? Got to go talk to him. Triple H is like low key Paul Heyman from ECW days. Like as far as like you can get people to just go out and die for him. That's true. Those NXT people, like unless they have like a problem as far as um like worth where they're booked, like they seem like they just want to be there forever. Mm-hmm. But it was this match uh ended up you know spilling outside, going back into the kitchen. Hell yeah, which was. It was super fun. I wish they had like done more back there. Um, I the moment that Archer hit Kenta with the uh, like box full of potatoes, I was just waiting for the first person to make the like throwing potatoes joke. Yeah, and it happened one second later, and then all of them got their theirs in. <laughs> they had to, it's like they're waiting for like somebody to break the ice out. Like, yes, it's time. Um, um, I I like a good unsanctioned, unsanctioned street fight. It seems like that's like where AEW lives most of the time these days. Not even mm-hmm. these days, just in general. Like they do so many just unsanctioned matches or no DQ or street fights. Um, they're good at them. They like they're booked always really well. But you know, sometimes you just want to see the fucking good match. But I like I like this a lot. Also, they fucking murdered Archer. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was Yeah, a lot. Also, uh Kenta doing a double stomp off the stage onto a guy on a table. Oh, that's terrifying. What, I thought somebody was gonna get hurt because he was coming in so fast. But since he didn't like he came like he was going way too like forward and not enough down that you yeah. knew that table wasn't breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's going to, like, rupture his Achilles. Yeah, so he just instead just fucking stuck him. Mm. Fucking knees right to the chest. That hurt everybody. The table didn't break. I'm laughing, screaming, I am the table. It's great. Yeah. Uh, then I uh, had Good Brothers come out and interfere in the ending, too. Uh, and Jake the Snake. I'll say Jake, Jake hitting that short arm clothesline again. That was kind of cool. Mm, it's kind of cool. Like, I, I know he can't, like take the back bump necessary to do a DDT, but I was wishing it was that, you know? Yeah, I know. Get, get him a crash pad. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, set it up somehow so that he could, like, do one onto Peter Avalon's weird bed or something. <laughs> I do love Peter Avalon's music. Yeah, and It feels so, like, quote-unquote, like, 90s sexy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like the like more self aware version of Mandy Rose's theme. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it really is. It's like it's it's in on the joke, whereas Mandy Rose's theme is not in on the joke. No, um, but yeah, and Good Brothers came out interfered, so we had New Japan, AEW, and Impact all you know involved in this match. Yeah, so, one thing and, that I thought was weird though. Was that like when Moxley cut the promo in the like beginning of the the night? Like he didn't really mention like like New Japan by name, nor did he mention when he was getting the like the New Japan Strong like match. Like he said, like, yeah, it's February twenty sixth, but didn't say New Japan Strong. Didn't like huh, log yeah. anything, which I just thought was really strange. And so 
I don't know what's going on with the whole quote unquote forbidden door that they just trademarked to put on uh, shirts because the fucking course they did. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was just that was a fun episode from what I watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tiny bit that I watched was, was fun too. I definitely recommend the main event and that women's match was good. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's get to the. You know, highlight of my week, every week, just in general, like in my life, uh, NXT. It's so, like, we we're talking about this in a group chat, and it's like, it's just so goddamn consistent. Mm. It's funny because, like, I've seen people online and some recaps and stuff, like, not super into NXT right now, like, saying it's a down period. I'm just like, I'm just. Like I, I just see it. I'm seeing something different than you. I like, love a good tournament. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad the tournament, the tournaments are done now. Same. Like we have the the finals. One more week would have been a lot. Oh yeah, but um, I, I also I just think they shouldn't do the women's and men's one at the same time going forward too. Like I will say, probably as writing this show, probably so much easier. Like, all right, cool. We got the tournament, so that knocks out half of it. So we got an hour to write. Yeah. Um. So uh, we got a uh, semifinal match for the Men's Dusty Classic. It was MSK versus Legato Del Fantasma. Uh, thought this was the best MSK match for sure since they, they've come over. Oh, yeah. It makes sense because, I mean, like Joaquin Wilde has been on the indies, flippy guy. Earl Mendoza does that style. And then, of course, I mean, MSK styles, that flippy indie style. So, mm. great. It was, good. it was a good time. And yeah. they're doing exactly what you need to do with a team that you want to build that has a bit of a name coming in, and they're winning. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're doing it perfectly. Like, they're, they've only, like, it's like, the first match they had, like, underwhelmed me a little bit. Like, they had, like, a couple cool spots. And I, I've like seen clips of the Rascals, but never watched a Rascals match that I could think of necessarily. Um, but I realize now like, Oh, they're just slowly revealing how good these guys are. Like, yeah. They weren't blowing it all right away. No. And that's smart. And like then against the, their opponents, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, they're going to hit that next gear. And I, I think they're taking it all. Because, I, oh, I think so too. Because the other match doesn't make sense. We'll... <sighs> yeah. Um, then we got, uh, Zia Lee with, uh, <laughs> Boa and Tian Sha and a new cool sword, uh, versus Cora Jade. Uh, it was a cool little squash match. Yeah. And it's like, also Cora Jade's like 19 and he just got there. So I know some people that are fans of Eliana Black were like, oh no, she's already getting buried. It's like, it's fine. she hasn't this even happens. really gotten her gimmick yet. So yeah. They'll disappear and come back with a gimmick. Like, that's a thing that NXT does. Yeah, even if it's just, like, her same gimmick of carrying that little coffin. Mm. She should get Tony Storm's tiny hat, too. Oh, yeah, just she has a bunch of miniature stuff. Oh, this could get real dark. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and then, like, um, Casey, Super Spreader, Catanzaro, <laughs> and uh, Caden Carter came out. And we're like, what you doing? And uh, Lee destroyed them. Yeah, it got so bad that apparently uh, she had to make a statement like on online 
like we were at a restaurant and we had our mask before and we're being careful. That was just us during dinner. Uh, but uh, yeah, sure, Casey. Whatever um, you say. Considering one of the people in her like close friend group is also like huge Trump, awful person. Oh turns yeah. Out. Makes some sense. Um, I will say just because of that though, I had some great activity on Twitter. A lot of a lot of impressions on my stupid joke tweet I did, saying that they're promoting their favorite pay per view WWE Insurrection. Very good. I'd miss that, but I'm gonna go find it. Like that tweet. Um, yeah, I really like what they're doing. Zia Lee still. Oh, it's great. It's cool. It's great. Like they're just revealing just enough. Also, like when um, what's the, what's the fucking just wild person sitting there? What's the, what's their name? Uh, Tian Shaw. Tian Shaw just choking fucking Boa mm-hmm. while like it's because like they fucked up, like apparently fucked up, and then like lets him go after Zaya goes and destroys Caden and Casey. Yeah. I don't know why, but I love that. Yeah, it just like adds this like really like level of like like malel malel. I can't say the word right now. Maleficent, jeez. <laughs> Malevolence or whatever. Malevolence. Yeah, it's the word. Oh, yeah, it just adds that like extra layer of that where it's like it just seems real dark and evil. Great. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, like, found out last week. Looked up that uh, Karen Q is uh like twenty three years old, and that's it. That's this, awesome. This is Karen. This is Karen Q, right? That's who everybody said yeah. it was going to be. I you can never tell because like they keep like. Accentuate like the camera away from like really looking at her face, mm. which I think is and, smart. And all that, you know, Shayna Baszler eye makeup and corpse <laughs> paint that she's got on. <laughs> that too. But if if it is Karen Q, like the original rumors are saying, this could be real cool. Also, like giving it this crazy ass backstory like they did last week and mm-hmm. like adding all this, it just, it's a, it's doing this kind of spooky fiend stuff, but doing it well. Yeah. It also, like, it feels, you know, like, obviously, this is not my culture, so I could be wrong, but it feels, like, true to Chinese, like, tradition and, like, and, and folk, you know, folklore and, and legend and stuff like that, like, from what I've seen. So, like, it feels legit and, like, you know, a good representation of these, like, people's cult, like, these wrestlers' culture, like, that they're coming from. And I, I would hope, at least, that they're, like, doing it right. And it, it feels like that. Yeah, it, it actually, you know, it, it feels it feels cool. It doesn't feel goofy like Fiend stuff does. It. That's just what. Which is true to Bray's culture. So there we go. <laughs> um, we got <clears throat> women's Dusty Classic. We got uh, Shotzi and Ember versus the Way. Candice and Indy Hart- Hartwell. Candice is real good. Indy's real green. Um, I do love myself a fucking Eclipse. That oh, fucking movie yeah. is so good. Uh, Every time. When Indy was holding out, was it Shotzi? And then um, Candace does the lion salt on her. That was sick. Mm. Um, it's always funny watching Candace do high-flying moves and like like her lion salt because she's like a short person. And mm. it's just like she gets some good height on it. And so it just looks really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This I, I really like this. Like, as you said, Indy's green. Shotzi's green but getting better like literally every match yeah. like and it's just wild the stuff that she does 
Um, I love the just the entrance of Ember that Ember and Shazi have on the tank together. Oh yeah, like the two of them like have in- instantly like packaged themselves so well together as a tag team. Yeah, I hope they stay together like as a tag team because it's just cool. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes sense. It just feels right. Yeah. Also, then of course, like the way the the way, which we didn't get into, Johnny Gargano's promo. Oh my god! The beginning god. of the fucking night was so funny. Yes. Austin Theory carrying him out. They bring a wheelchair into the ring, and then like them trying to like hoist him up onto the ropes, and then like Indian Austin Theory like trying to bring him down into the wheelchair was so funny. Mm. Johnny's the best chicken shit like dumbass heel. I love uh, it. that that bump he took like like when Kushida came out, and then like bump he took into the wheelchair and then back it was so funny and good. You can tell he's having so much fun with it. Candice having so much fun with it. Like Austin, his name's Austin White. Actually, I don't like him, but him in the role of like the big like jacked goof. He's so good at perfect. it. Like, it sucks that he's such a shithead. And like like Indy Hartwell's fitting right in with it too. So mm-hmm. everything they're doing with it's great. Like, I loved like because a complaint I see and like I get I I don't necessarily feel this way, but I don't think people are wrong. Is like how much of Candice's NXT run. And it continues to be like in service of Johnny, like versus getting her own shine. I, I think she's gotten a lot more now in this heel persona. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I loved that Indy had to hold her back from fighting Kushida. Yeah. Like shows that like she like she didn't care. Like she wanted to fight Kushida. No, that was cool. I want, I want to see that match. And with stuff like, you know, with the Reginald-Sasha match, maybe it's going to become a special attraction that they can go to at times. Mm. And they cause they have the perfect fucking person, and that's Candice for that. And yeah. they have a bunch of, as Kevin Nash would say, vanilla midgets in NXT for her to fight. Yeah. Well, imagine, like, I want Kushida to take the belt off Johnny, but imagine if somehow... Candice ended up being the one to take that belt off Johnny. That'd be fucking hilarious. She was North American champion. That'd be the best. Um, then we got Theory and Kushida. Just like build, build towards Sunday and uh, keep. I Dexter Loomis sucks in the ring, but I do like him being involved, not in the ring. I, I like what he's doing because it's just because you get the reactions from Austin. Mm. And I like also that it's not, he's not going after Gargano. He's going after Austin Theory. So it gets yeah, him away like, from the title. Yeah. And there's just like, I, I enjoy when like he obviously, there's something like that is driving him, but we don't know what that is. And like, I don't want them to ever explain him. I just want him to be a weird figure. He's like, kind of there. Imagine if the drifter had never stopped drifting. Like, just through the background of scenes. <laughs> like, uh, like when he came up to the main roster, mm-hmm. and he was just, like, in the background all the time. Yeah, no, that had been the best. And, like, still doesn't even have a match, just still just drifting. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to have Sting in the Raptors level patience. They do. Even though sometimes I fucking hate Luma stuff. Like, some of the goddamn Sam Shaw shit just, oh my god, it bores me to tears. Mostly it's because it's when, it's when he's in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, he's best when he's an accent 
to something else going on. Like, his stuff with Roddy, because the Undisputed Era was also there, like, they, like, made him more interesting and fun. I loved him on commentary. Mm-hmm. Because they would just go to him, and he's wearing the headset, but he's just staring blankly. Yeah. His stare is truly terrifying. It really is. And, uh, the best segment in wrestling, uh, may, in a long time for me personally, because I predicted it exactly last week, uh, Cameron Grimes returned. In a fucking, was a Lamborghini? Yeah. In a Lamborghini. Just a jacket, like, that matches his leather pants and glasses and a whole lot of money. And the fact that it's not that he just made it rich on stocks. They let him actually go out there and talk about GameStop and, and Dogcoin. Yeah, I was going to say Dogcoin. <laughs> it was so good. I was fucking laughing so hard. I think it's great. He is the guy to do this gimmick. Um, we were, Jen and I were talking. And it's like, who's like the, these like young people they have right now, like getting all this, like what's actually going on in pop culture. Cause it's like, WWE brought in bad bunny. Mm. Like that isn't people that they would use. Like they would bring in flow rider usually. Yeah. Or like Florida, or Georgia Pitbull. line Pitbull. Yeah. Fuck. They, they would bring people like that in. But no, they brought in somebody that actually connects with the quote-unquote kids, the teens, the young people. And it's like, then they do this, which is... <laughs> uh, Deb. Sorry, I dabbed and killed Eastside. <laughs> Deb caught me off guard. Um, and then it's like this. It's like something very relevant that was happening. And you can have fun with it. And it doesn't feel like old and hokey like every other... Like, it doesn't feel like old wrestling. It feels like, oh... This is something new and fun. Like everybody knows what's going on with this. Actually, tap into pop culture before it happens. Not like bring Kevin fucking Thorn up as a vampire like a couple years after the first Twilight or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. Or like Paul Burchill, mm-hmm. like years after Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. came out. It's like the second one was out already. Yeah, y'all missed the boat. Ha. Mm. Ha. Um, what if Paul Burchill comes back at WrestleMania this year? That'd be actually kind of funny. If he was in, like, the Andre. Oh, man. Remember, you remember when they were gonna do him and his sister? Um, I was not watching at the time, but I've heard. Yeah. I've that was another, things. that was another time where they were going weird. By, <laughs> by they, I mean, um, Vince. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Old Vincent. Um, yeah, so then our main event, oh, we I just realized this recap, yeah, it doesn't have some of the segments and stuff. We also got really good stuff with Escobar and Karrion Cross. I, I love, uh, Escobar telling, like, after, uh, Mendoza Wild lost, and then, like, they come in, like, no, you're gonna go fucking take care of this, he's not gonna make it to next week, and he's just super calm and collected. I loved him saying, like, don't apologize, I don't apologize, like. Yeah. Yeah, just like go fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And then uh, carrying destroyed, Sant. You know, he has the most fucking like black evil eyes I've ever seen in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. He looks just like he will actually murder you. Um, yeah, I, I love it too because like 
you can tell he's uh, seems like just like the most legit nice dude in real life. But like he just taps into that character. He has so intensity. Cool. Also, when Scarlet was in Regal's office, it's mm-hmm. like, and like it's like you don't want him to come. Like you're lucky I'm here. Mm-hmm. I love just like she was like up on his desk, like almost seeming like trying to seduce him and stuff. But just like Regal, like can't be bothered. <laughs> it's Regal. He's just an old and grizzled, and he still like has like that villain inside. But mm-hmm. he also knows he has to lay down the law. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I love, I'm, I love the whole thing with Johnny with him, like <laughs> saying like. That he knew is the like the X-ray wasn't Johnny's X-ray and stuff. He and, fucking Johnny broke him though, and mm-hmm. it was so funny. It's like he like kind of lost it for a second and then like came back. But Johnny yeah. actually broke him with his reactions, which is good for Johnny because Regal's been in the business forever. I mean, he's done. I mean, he drank pee. Yeah, he's been in some of the funniest like segments of all time. Like just him and Tajiri in general. Oh man, I would love if Jerry got one more run in WWE, not in ring, but as Regal's assistant. That'd be, cr- or just like as a one-off, like like when they bring back people for whatever reason, like that'd just be mm-hmm. funny. Like for a night, it's just like he's back, and like they that'd have be- like multiple segments with him. Mm-hmm. That'd be so good. Um, then yeah, so our main event got the other semi-final match for the Men's Dusty Classic. It was. Grizzled young veterans versus uh, uh, just mean the mean grizzled dads. Yeah. Um, now I always forget just how big one Timothy Thatcher is until you see him like next to Champa, because like he's like six three. But then I also forget Zach Gibson is also gigantic. Yeah, he's bigger than you think. He's six three. I like I looked this morning when I was watching this this match again, and it was like. He's like massive. Um, I always forget the name of uh, Zach Gibson's partner every time. James I Drake. See, yeah, it, it's just I was talking about this. I like the Grizzled Young Veterans. I think they're really good. I just don't care about them at all, and I think it might mm-hmm. be mostly because of James Drake. I don't know. Just like I see him, and I just like just like see generic wrestler guy looking like jacked Seth Green. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it was good. Um, when you look at who's going to be opposite of them, MSK, Grizzly Young Veterans winning, um, makes sense for a match, and then it makes sense if MSK wins just because babyface heel. Exactly. Yeah. Like who? Like what? Grizzly Young Veterans are really good in the ring, so it's going to be a great match. But like, it's obvious that. You know, like Thatcher and Trump are like the new hot team. You, you'd think that they, you know they'd put them forward, but they want MSK to be baby faces. So, and if MSK is going to win, beating Thatcher and Champa doesn't necessarily make them a baby face team. Yeah, and I feel like you can go with, uh, like Thatcher and Champa. Like they're going to continue teaming. They just need to get that chemistry going. This was their second tag team match ever together. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they're, they're going to need to get that chemistry. And I think it's going to turn Thatcher babyface. And like they already were playing the babyfaces and him being able to go in there and like run comebacks, still keep his same edge he has now. But it's now they're just fighting bad guys instead of good guys. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, and NXT needs 
like you always need tag teams. Yeah, so this is a good way thing. I think this is great for Champa. Like Champa's just done everything, like except hold the North American title, basically. But like, he doesn't even feel like he needs to do that because he's never gone after it. And he seems so like like he wants to be in NXT. This is what he wants to do, and what better way than to help elevate others? Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I'm very curious to see what they do next week with um, Escobar and Cross. Like, if they're going to debut somebody or bring somebody to help Santos, or Cross is just going to murder him. Mm-hmm. It seems I'm like they he puts up a good fight and then gets like destroyed at the end, like by the end, you know. But like, puts up a better fight than most because it seems like they're pivoting really weirdly to not get Carrion into the title scene. Because he may be on the way out, mm. and that's why if like somebody else debuts, that's what I was trying to think. And like, especially because like both their histories in Mexico, I was trying mm. to think of like anybody else they could bring in. I mean, Andrade's been off for a while. Like having him come back to NXT to help Santos. Kinda, oh man, that'd be cool. Like that's just like a random like no information on that. Like, I just that's yeah. a random thought I just had, and just because of like all their history in Mexico and how big they did, and then. Also, with Andrade being a like he used to be masked, he, like him going into like Legado del Fantasma and raising that up as well with mm-hmm. his star power makes so much sense because it that's his life too. He's a third yeah. generation luchador. It's right in. Yeah, exactly. That that would be so good. One second, I gotta take off my my sweatshirt. It's a million degrees in here. Oh, that's fine. All right, sorry everyone for that silence that I inevitably forget to edit out. Um, yeah, who needs to edit anything out? Yeah, they heard me um, talking about the dog. Only, only other thing that I like watched and would talk about is, uh, you know, I watched Mako Satamora debut in NXT UK. Her versus it was uh, rad. Uh, Isla Dawn. Yeah, I and I thought they did it so well because I was expecting it to be a squash, and. It like largely still was, but they still gave Isla Dawn enough offense to like keep her looking strong. But it's like she's against Mako Satamora. Like there's just nothing. And then also, it's just like they, they made it hard hitting enough where it's just like, oh, this mm-hmm. is uh, this is intense. Yeah, and like just every time that Isla Dawn would get something going, Mako would come back with like the same thing, but stronger but better and then better, like kind of yeah. setting up her and kaylee ray and i think mika just needs to take this and then her and walter run rough shot mm. they're the final bosses yeah uh that'd be so sick and like kaylee ray is like i think really coming to her own as champion like when she got the title i thought it was random and like weird but like she's really like coming to her own since then and like been really good in this role it's time to like give her something different yeah like if she beats Mako, what what else like literally she would have to then fight walter yeah at that point you uh yeah you would there's nobody else there like piper's lost to her 
Uh, Everyone. Has. Yeah, and so it's like, who do you? You have to bring in somebody. But you can't really bring in anybody except for, like I said, more. Yeah, and they've like kind of turned her tweener now too. So like, now's the time to let her go do something new and different, like without the title. Yeah. Like, let's see a baby face run from her after she loses it. No, just just see something different. It'd be cool. Yeah. But I, I'm excited for whenever they do that match. I love that. Um, I don't know. They're just trying to. Like, they're just still trying to go and do things. Like I need to catch the match, but I just heard that the main main event match of uh, South Wales subculture versus Eddie Dennis and was a primate. Uh, I think primate was the one that got taken. No, Wild Boar got taken out. So yeah, primate. Yeah, and so like I heard that was just an awesome like street fight and a bunch of cool stuff. I saw a picture of Flash Morgan Webster. He looks fucking jacked, which is wild. He always looked like a bag of milk. Oh, oh yeah, they got that the performance center over there now, and nothing to do. So, and I, I feel like that like that brand is like silently just putting on fucking heaters and heaters, mm-hmm. and it's like you got like the Dragon off and Walter match. You got a kid and Walter. You get like a match like this. You get Miko Satamore there. Like, there's a lot that's going on. Ben Carter's wrestling next week. It's like. Got a lot of really cool stuff that's going on. And I think it's going to, I don't know, I think it's, especially when shit is able to open up more, I think that brand's actually going to do some really cool stuff. I think yeah, they're going to explode. Like, they're, they're doing this weird angle. Like I, we talked about it last week when you weren't here, but like the Trent Seven versus Jordan Devlin feud that's happening. Oh, so for like, the cruiserweight I, title? For the cruiserweight title. So like I'm wondering if they're like going to transition that title into just being a mid-card title. Because that'd be, you know, sick to open that division up. Kind of make it like the X division. Yeah. Or just like, like when Brock, you know, has the the world title, the the mid-card belt is like the de facto top belt. Yeah. It's like the IC title is the big championship. Or like when Cena had the US title, like that was the top title because Brock's gone. Hmm. So like doing that underneath Walter would be cool. Like being able to open that up to more people. Yeah. And that. I don't know. They're just doing some really cool stuff over there, which is just cool to see. And I also just love uh, that Nigel gets to come and commentate stuff. He does 205 Live, which I pulled this up. I got to pull it back up. But they just had, I don't know what they're doing on 205 Live, but this was one of the matches that they had. And I don't know why. Like I'll catch some random stuff. Like if I hear a match is good, but it was Mansoor and Ashanti the Adonis against Samir Singh and Chase Parker. What? Yeah, so half of the Bollywood boys and half of Everrise teaming together against Mansoor and Ashanti the Adonis. That's, that, like, feels like a bunch of creative wrestlers. It feels like you just, all you hit was random, 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 random. That's, that's so weird. Um... Anyways, we got TakeOver tomorrow. Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Or you um, have you ever seen the Garbage Day clip of the guy in the movie saying, Garbage Day, and then shooting a guy? No. <laughs> that sounds I'll have to great. find it. But I, can't, I can only hear Vengeance Day said in that uh, tone. Um, so we've got five matches. Got the two uh, Dusty Cup finals. So the men's one, it's MSK versus Grizzly Young Veterans, like we just talked about. It's going to be well, MSK. Like, all the way. All the way. 
Um, and then we have uh, uh, Dakota, Ka- Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. What was Diesel and Shawn Michaels' tag team name? Was it Dude? Two Dudes with Attitudes. Yeah, so Two Dudes with Attitude uh, version two. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember and Shotzi. Um, it'll be I, interesting to see when this breakup happens with Dakota and Raquel because I think that depends on. I think they're going to lose, and I think that's kind of sparks the breakup. Where mm-hmm. think of it as when Psycho Sid uh, power bombed Shawn Michaels on that episode of Raw in the nineties when they broke up. Yeah. Um. Which that'd be I. Also, Ember and Shotzi holding the the women's tag belts would be like really sick. Yeah, they they bring Shotzi enough like up enough like on the main roster where people have kind of seen her, and then Ember was on the main roster. So like, let's just say like they randomly get the tag titles, which would be super cool. Like having them show up on Raw like would make sense. Yeah, representing also, NXT. Like, I hope. Yeah, I hope that this is the way for them to get back to having those tag titles actually float around yeah. more. Like, I want to see that. That was such a cool concept that they just, like, dropped the ball on entirely. Yes, they did. Like, saw, like Sasha and Bailey had that one match against, I don't even remember who. Was it Shotzi and somebody? I don't think Shotzi was, like... I want to say Shotzi was in the match. For whatever she might have been. I don't remember. It's been that long, and it was like, yeah, not like super well done. So, um, then after that, we got uh, Johnny and Kushida for the the North American title. That match is gonna be so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I really, I hope, I hope so bad Kushida takes it. I think like, he's going to. I really want him to. I think he's going to, but that could just be me being wishful. Yeah. Um, Johnny just doesn't need it, and like, no. Kushida, I think needs something. Like, I think this could put him like to the level where he should have been. I know he had injuries and stuff when he first came out, and then like had a son. Just mm-hmm. the transition in general, like a whole culture shock. Like, makes sense. Yeah, but just getting back on the rails right now. Yep. Like, we got. Uh, the women's title, we got EO versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez, which is such a weird, fun, like, mix of three styles. Yeah. That's going to be good. EO, I'm sure, will retain just because I don't see Tony or Mercedes being the one to take it off of her. I don't either. And there's still, like, a couple mountains she needs to climb, anyways. Yeah. Um, then we got, uh, for the men's title, we got Finn versus Pete Dunne. That'll be It'll great. Be great. Um, they've never had the match before. Um, yeah, like Finn's one like progress match even was against Zack Saber Jr., not Pete Dunne, because that was like Zack Saber Jr. was the the ace of progress at that point. So, and then like when Finn did a couple things with NXT UK, it was against, one was against Devlin, and the other was against Dragonoff. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're not gonna they just haven't met. That makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Like, second Finn match in a row that's, like, literally a dream match for me. I'm excited. I want to see a triple threat at Mania of Dunn, Balor, and O'Reilly. Hell yeah. Fucking sign me up for that. Fucking just even just toss Cole in there for no reason. Yeah. 
make it a four way. It'll be great. They'll steal the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I think that's all the wrestling. We got a couple questions from a friend, Emma. Also, um, at AEW, you can't have more than one women's match on a show. Just letting you guys know. We got a we got a a, mm-hmm. a pay per view if you are coming up for Takeover, and they usually are pretty set with how they do their matches. And there's two women's matches on there. It's so mm-hmm. weird. It doesn't have to yeah. be on YouTube. Imagine that. Um, all right. So, questions from Emma. Uh, was there a failed product or software you clung to? I will always be a Zune diehard. Wow. A Zune. A Zune diehard. I don't even know how I, to I should to get that. it. Zune, the, the Zune like, interface was pretty good. Was it? They said, mm. I sold them at Target when I worked there and had to work real hard to ever try and actually sell any of them. Instead of iPods, which were in the same case. And so just to be like, get the Zoom, I swear, it's great. I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I'd be like, people who are legitimately curious are like, well, Zoom has a pretty nice little, like, layout and stuff. Like, if people, like, obviously were Mac-averse, then. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Um, I've had like video games like have their servers go down that that I really liked like no longer be supported. That sucks. Um, I am literally one um like very easy to get um what are they called like um oh, not objective but you know like you get achievement yeah on Skate Three from uh Platinum being that game. But it's one you need the servers up for, and they took the servers oh, down no. like before I ever did it. You literally just had to like upload something like uh, your own graphic for your skateboard. Oh, you never! And I just never did it. <laughs> like I'll do it later. It's fine. Yeah, and that's that will haunt me forever. Um, I can't think of anything else. Um, Where can uh, I? I mean, I use an outdated version of GarageBand. Does that count? Oh, uh, same here. Like I, I recently started using. The like newer one for other future podcasts that I'm working on because I'm working on it on a different computer and uh, it took me a minute. Yeah, to, I, mean, to I have Reaper happening. on my computer, but I use GarageBand most. Um, this one is definitely specifically for me. Um, but if you have an opinion, go for it. What is the best version of Godzilla slash best Godzilla movie? Yeah, that that's all you. I don't watch movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except I, um, I liked the Puff Daddy song from the one Godzilla movie. Mm. So fun fact: uh, in canon, that Godzilla is not Godzilla. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the Jap- <laughs> Japanese company Toho uh, hated that movie so much that they had Godzilla defeat it in a future movie. <laughs> They're like, no, this one sucks. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It, it's it's so good. Um, the best version of Godzilla. Um, I mean, I love. I love the thick American Godzilla from the new ones, um, or the even thicker one that just got announced for an anime that's coming out. If you've seen that image on Twitter, very thick Godzilla. Um, uh, I love, I mean, original Gojira is good, better than the band, uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, as far as just versions of Godzilla, also just, I, I will always be a sucker for just the terrible rubber suit Godzilla. 
I, I love him. But as far as design goes, it is the uh, 80s and early 90s Godzilla. From like Godzilla 2000 and those movies. They're, those are very good design. Um, best Godzilla movie. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, but it's not a good movie. Um, the, be- the actual answer is Gojira, the original. Um, the most fun one is like those 80s and 90s ones that are super dark and Godzilla's a villain again. Because it's just like, it feels like Die Hard or like Lethal Weapon, but uh, there's a big monster in it. All right. That's a huge variety of thoughts on Godzilla. Also, the newest American one was like the the most good nostalgia I've ever felt going to a movie in my life. So um, then one last one. What is the best type of pasta? Um... I think it all depends, like, if you're going for, like, a filled pasta or just, like, a like a regular pasta. I'm a big fan of, like, a nice ravioli. Mm, um, yeah, that's really good. I do like a good, like, dish I've had once because it's, like, a regional thing. Mastacholi is, like, kind of like a baked ziti, but if Ben heard me say that, um, it'd be... Maybe go time. It's not a big ZD. But I really like that. Also, big sucker just for some fucking spaghetti. Mm, I love spaghetti. I I really love like angel hair with like Parmesan, olive oil, like garlic and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, that's like my go-to um, for like making pasta is like not even having sauce, just like olive oil, cheese, garlic. You know that like makes sense though, because it's like yeah. th- those are going to be flavors anyways in the sauce. Mm. Don't wow. get the tomato sweetness, if you will. Yeah, um, so I really like that, but also just like a good spaghetti, always great. I, um, isn't that what you were eating when you were walking to the gas station in a? It was yeah, I had a yeah. bowl, bowl of spaghetti under I, my arm. I remember that detail for whatever reason. We ordered. Johnny Carino's the other day, like this is a couple weeks back, and they had this like twenty dollars spaghetti plate, but it came with like um both like sausage and meatballs in it. I was having a great time. Mm, that's a good time. Also, it's different, but it is pasta. Mac and cheese is just great. Are you a like a home style baked kind with like the stuff on top, or? I- I like any, including Kraft. Like I love, I love Kraft mac and cheese. Like just the blue box. I used to fuck up some Easy Mac back in my day. Yeah, I never did. Like I've never loved Easy Mac because I just like kind of started on the, the nice, like the the blue box, you know. But I like if someone gave it to me, I'd still eat it. Like I just love macaroni. Kraft dinner isn't that what they call that? Like in Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I still make that stuff frequently because i am not a good cook so did you ever get like the like microwavable like like they're like the dollar ones and like the small green box mm-hmm. i used to get the wheels and cheese all the time oh yeah i still get like microwavable macaroni dinners for like at work and stuff especially yeah. when i worked had an office job i did eat those like all the time because if i'd like forget to get something but like needed something quick from like a gas station they always had one of those oh that's true a little freezer section or whatever. So 
Um, I've been getting into microwavable meals now because like my lunch is only 30 minutes and I've been used to an hour for the last couple of years. Mm. And so I'm like, I got to get stuff that's quick. Yeah. I've just been eating corn dogs constantly since I got an air fryer. It's my entire that's just uh, it. <laughs> diet. Yeah. It's just, and Anya just eats vegetarian corn dogs. We both just eat corn dogs all day. Hell air yeah. fryer. Hell yeah. Air fryers are great. We're back on that. Back to the air fryer podcast. Yeah, forever. I I used one yesterday. Did I had to make make corn dogs? Hell yeah! I haven't had a corn dog in a while. Out of the air fryer, it's so it's so good. What's the best brand to get? I just get like whatever. Uh, I don't even know what brand it is. It's just the one that's in like every grocery store in like Winco. They always have like sixteen packs, but they always have my grocery outlet. Is it the is it the yellow one? Is it Foster Farms? Yeah, Foster Farms. Hell yeah. Like, those are not, they're not the best corn dogs, but corn dogs are just great. So, yeah, it's like, it's a bad, it may not be the best corn dog, but it's still a corn dog, so it's good. Mm. What I feel about Totino's, it's like, it's still pizza. Yeah. Le- 11 minutes at 390 in the air fryer. <laughs> like, 12 minutes, it'd be burned. Like, it's just burnt on the stick part. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's so good. You have it done with science. Oh, Prano Pup. Oh, uh, those are our hot dog on a stick. Hell yeah. I, I grew up in 4-H, and so I had to be at the fair uh, every single year, and I had to eat Prano Pups. And like meal. those fucking fries they have? So good. Hell yeah. If I was at the fair all the time, I'd be fucking right there. I, oh. I fucking love fair food. Man. Hate the fair. Love fair food. Oh, yeah. It'd be a nightmare on my stomach. I'd be fucking eating the worst shit. Hell yeah, I want fucking fair food. That's what they should have done for the fair. Instead of like having a fair, just line up all the fucking fair food vendors. It's like, all right, everybody can go and order their food that they want. I would have done that. I didn't pay like five, ten bucks to get in to do that. Yeah. I do that for the fair. I'd especially do that now. Like, if I knew it could be safe. Oh, I'd be all over that. Yeah, absolutely. I do get my second vaccine dose this week. So Hell yeah. I'm just going to go out and cough on everyone. Not just kidding. I'm <laughs> so just kidding. I'm going to just go start licking people's faces. Mm-hmm. Lick, lick the inside of people's masks. <laughs> Them still wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I think that'll do it for us. Yeah. Weird, weird two man, uh, sweet life of uh, Zach and Isai episode. And, and we still went like an almost hour and 40 minutes. I know. <laughs> no matter what. Somehow. We have been bullshitting for a while. So, but if you're still listening to this, you're still listening to this. Yeah. So What's your problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, happy Rusev Day. I hate everything they're doing with him. Oh. Happy Vengeance Day. We'll say that. <laughs> happy um, Vengeance Day. Um, Matt, happy, and, yeah. Matt and Oster went and joined Los Ringo Bernables. Are they still a podcast? I don't even know. I believe so, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Oster and Matt are with them now. I know they listen to us, so. Hi, Bryson. They made it this deep, guys. Hey, what's up? Uh, Hi, Drew. Anyways, Russell Boys 316 says, uh, oh, shit. I'm less prepared for this than Read, read your uh, shirt. Oh, wrestling is gay. Yeah. Shout out, Effie. There you go. 